When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is a show about a dean that started to grow a community. Wiggler and Jazz, here till it ends. Meet up to pass or fail, dream deal with all of our friends. The brightest timeline's here to shine away. Community building is here to stay. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's community building here on Post Show Recaps, talking about community season two, episode 15. Early 21st century romanticism. I'm Josh Wiggler, as always, joined by Jess Sterling. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. I guess I know what that is now. <laughs> We've cool. entered the season of magnitude. And oh, my God. I couldn't be happier about it. Uh, I'm so psyched to bring in a podcaster of enormous magnitude. You've heard him on many of the Post Show Recaps theater podcasts and the patron feed for Post Show Recaps. My friend and yours, one of the last human beings I saw in person, I would say. Uh, Phil Thompson. Phil, welcome to the pod. Yo, what's going on, guys? Thank you for bringing me on. You know, you can call me. I have many different nicknames. You don't have to just call me Phil. You could also just call me Starburns, Leonard, Uh Magnitude, Pop Pop, Swizzle, Scandalous, (laughs) C-Dubs, Tim, Mighty D, Glisten. You know, any any one of those would work. I, just was you know, Mighty, you Mighty D was that on the list? Yeah, Mighty D, of what course. What a nickname! I'm going Great. Mighty D. 
<laughs> I'm the oh, mighty no. D of the I'm cast, baby. Mighty D, mighty D, welcome back to the podcast. Pod, pod, that's what we do oh, here on Community <laughs> Building. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Bill, you really were one of the last humans I saw. A bunch of us got together in, I think it was December, right? Or November, uh, somewhere in Brooklyn, there was like an RHAP, some PSR people who came and hang hung out. And then like things got scary again and I went back yeah. inside. <laughs> like, they, like, let me decided... go back into my shell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they decided to like end the world again the yeah. following month. It was kind of <laughs> weird. Didn't we already do this? Why are we yeah. rebooting it so soon? Uh, <laughs> so I don't know, but psyched to have you on here, Phil. Uh, when was the... We had you on Community Building Season Zero, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, Season Zero. Uh, which episode were we episode. talking about back then, Jess? Do you remember? Oh, oh I do remember. It yeah, Phil, the, what was it? Remind me. It was the Pillows and Blankets documentary. Yeah. Yeah. One Such of my a favorites. good one. What yeah. a classic. Uh, yeah. Got to see the original, uh, the origin story of the of the Pillows and Blanket Forts uh, or a couple of episodes ago now, Jess. Probably what, like, uh, like four or five episodes ago? Yeah. Ran yeah, through the, the tunnels. Yeah, the conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what a great episode. I, I just think like... Uh, season zero man it feels like it was so long ago now which i guess it kind of was yeah over a year now we're getting close but i'm loving having people back that we had on and when it was patron only and having them back for like a different episode so i'm really happy you're here phil because i think like getting to talk about this episode should be interesting because i think i don't know some people love it some people aren't as high on it some people think it's like average i mean i think i think it's average (laughs) Uh uh-oh what? I think there's like there's highlights. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's fine. it's fine. I think it's ultimately it's fine. I'll spoil my uh, my cool, 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 cools uh, right now. And uh, I just didn't really know how to rank this one. So yeah. I, 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 as I sometimes do, Phil, I just come up with a point system or a score just to agitate Jess. Uh, that, and that becomes Often. my rubric. So this is going to end up, I think, being my lowest scoring episode of Community ever. Even though, it's not, even though it's not reflective of how I actually feel. But because I couldn't figure out what I wanted monster. to give it, and it takes place on Valentine's Day, Such I gave it a 2.14. Happy wow. Valentine's <sighs> Day. Yeah, I it's mean, definitely your lowest rated of this season. I think that's got to be close to my lowest overall. I'm looking right now. I'm no, sure not even close. Lower. Josh, do you remember the episode, The Art of Discourse? No. That is Oof. the one with the Schmitty. Oh, yeah, I hated that. You hated that one. So, yeah, yeah that it's that was like a 0. .7, Josh. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. That's close to being your lowest yeah. rated. I feel like I'm usually pretty high on community episodes. And I thought that this episode's totally fine. And it has some moments that are cute, but I just couldn't decide on anything. So I thought I would just go with February 14th as my score. Yeah, for me, I feel like, I mean, uh, community's still kind of just like pizza. Like when it's bad, it's how bad is it really? Sure. It's still kind of good. I still kind of like I it. I mean, that pizza that Starburns is bringing into the apartment <laughs> is tragic looking. Maybe it's a little pizza. You <laughs> he know, owes pizza. Chang like a little like uh, uh, like faculty room pizza. What was that? It just means that, that he, he's a good friend that that, that follows through. I, I, I I'm curious which do you guys like this Valentine's Day episode or do you like last season's Valentine's Day episode romantic expressionism which one do you guys like better I think uh, I like I'm, that I'm, one better but I let me go look really? at my scores because I think I I just remember loving the um Jeff and Abed stuff in that episode with like the breakfast club and like he he made the phone call to Britta when yeah. he was drunk and like I don't know I really liked that portion of that episode 
Um, I'm looking yeah, right now I'll tell you that is. I'm absolutely at the point where I'm forgetting episodes of Community. Because yeah, I thought you... at first you were like, oh, that other Valentine. I thought that uh, I thought you were setting up a bit, Mighty D. I didn't no. think that was real. <laughs> no, you gave that um, romantic expressionism from season one. You gave it a 3.2. I gave wow. it a 2.9. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's the one you Time don't remember greater. where... Jeff, um, like he's nervous that he has. No, I remember the... it now that you've described it a little bit. And he, you know he who drunk, else? He drunk dials Britta. Britta drunk dials him back. There's like the transfer yes. of uh, of power. Yeah. Kick puncher. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and don't you remember who uh, who makes an appearance in this episode? Tiny nipples himself. Oh yeah, Vaughn. Vaughn. Love me some tiny nipples, man. It's my Vaughn, favorite. Uh, Vaughn is on. Uh, I don't know if we've uh, released the podcast recap yet or not, but he will be on uh, a future episode of Worst Day Ever, the twenty-four uh, recap podcast. Do you tell me you talk Vaughn. about his nipples. If you don't, uh, I bring it. I bring it up quickly, and Emily Fox is scandalized. <laughs> <laughs> She has no idea what I'm talking Amazing. about. And Mighty D, tell us what's going on. You recently moved to New York City. What else is new? Yeah, I moved to New York City. Um, I'm starting to just, you know, work. I, I I graduated from film school, so now I'm starting to, like, work, you know, in the film scene um, a little bit. And I've kind of just been chilling, kind of just been leaning back, um, just focusing on watching a lot of stuff, <laughs> basically what are you, is what, what I'm What are you saying. watching right now that you would hype up? Um, What's I would a, definitely a movie or a show that's really caught you recently. Definitely. Um, I don't know if you guys have like talked about it on the show at all. I don't know why you would or whatever, but I just finished up this show called how to with John Wilson, the second season of that show oh, on HBO. I, I, I caught a good amount of season one. I didn't end up finishing it. Um, and I didn't realize that season two had already come out. That's a good uh, impetus to, to get back into it. Uh, describe hmm. for Jess what How To with John Wilson is because uh, it I have is, no idea what this is. So I'm very excited a, to hear it's about a, it. It's a trip. It's a trip. It's definitely a hard show. I would. It's a hard show to really describe. Really, you I haven't really seen anything else like, like it. It's on kind TV. of mockumentary, documentary, sort yeah. of. Okay, so kind of like The Office, but no, no, no not at no. all. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's like it's, Nathan for you ish. Yeah. Kind of no, like Nathan for you, except if Nathan wasn't even really in the show, he was just the one holding the camera. It's like the host of the show is the one holding the camera, and it's kind of like it, it's a it's a poetic show. He like the host John Wilson will tell you. Here's how you do something. But then it's really ends up just being like a compilation of footage of stuff that he shoots in New York City. And it kind of just derails. And it's just like dip, it shows oh. his explorations into his observations on life and stuff like that. And he had an episode on City. scaffolding, if I'm uh, not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Someone yeah. has said someone said something about this show to me once, I think, because I watched like an episode, maybe two of Nathan for you. And I was like, I don't know if this is actually for me though. And then I watched some Billy on the street, which is very hit or miss with me because sometimes it's like too much. Like it's a little bit much. Yeah. Yeah, So I don't know if I'd like it, but I'm willing to give it a try, especially if it's on HBO. I mean, I usually like HBO content. So yeah, yeah, because it's not TV. It's definitely, it's one of those shows that like describes and it really goes into just how weird human beings are. Like it'll, it's kind of like Billy on the street will her interview where he'll interview people, but it's way less of like pointing out like, exact like explicit jokes and more of like look how weird this guy is like why is Got this person it. weird you know what i mean yeah i definitely i mean give it a shot i wouldn't 100 mm-hmm. recommend for right now but yeah give it a shot for sure yeah and he uh i think it, it came out um i know it's hard to remember before pandemic and after pandemic that? but it was before? like <laughs> it was like really early pandemic if i'm not mistaken i think it was like 
fall 2020. I want to say that's when I heard people talking about it was back then. Still in the thick, like I think around the time uh, where like, are you, are you calloused to the world we live in? Are you beaten (laughs) down by it? Somewhere in that zone in between those two things. So it came out at a very funky time Mm -hmm. uh, and it is indeed a funky show. That's a good wreck. That's a great call because now I will go and uh, catch up on season, uh, the rest of season one and get into season two. Uh, I thought, I thought it was, uh, it was, really singular there's really it's really hard to describe the show there's really not much uh much like it um so it's a valentine's day episode we're a little early we're about a month Mm -hmm. early uh for valentine's day this could have synced up uh jess are you a valentine's day fan generally did we cover this the last time we talked about a valentine's day episode or am I just recycling bits? It's certainly possible. But for the non-patrons out there, you know, maybe they don't know. Unsurprisingly, no. I, I don't yeah. really care about Valentine's Day. I feel like it's weird that there's a commercial holiday that's like, you have to tell someone you love them on this day or you hate them. Yeah. Um. And I, yeah, I don't really subscribe to that um, philosophy. So, no, I don't really care. Like, I feel like you could just have a nice date on a day where restaurants aren't crowded and i definitely would not be going out this year for valentine's day anyway Bill, big valentine's day guy no not really Uh, you know for the same reasons as jess it's either i i feel like with valentine's day if i'm in a relationship i'm you know or if i'm not in a relationship i'm like oh man this day means nothing to me i want to be in a relationship but if i'm in a relationship the day is just very stressful and i'm very yeah there's there's too much hype surrounding it i feel that makes it overwhelming yeah Yeah. i'm sure too much pressure I'm sure we talked about this because my answer will be that, well, my wife's birthday is right around Valentine's Day. So we just get to combine them. We just get it done. Oh, oh poor Emily. No, she loves she it. Like that? she like yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, she yeah, likes it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, we some people, get, it's like, this is it. why I feel bad for Capricorns because their birthdays are so close to Christmas that it's like, no That's wonder hard. they're- That's hard. That's Yeah, tough. you're like, oh, it's like, oh, I got you a combined Christmas and birthday present. It's like, no, you didn't. You bought yeah. one present <laughs> when I should have gotten two. Yeah. I don't know anyone who was born on Christmas that likes that. You no know? one likes that. Yeah. yeah. Imagine also if you like weren't even like Christian or like you didn't celebrate Christmas and your birthday was on Christmas. Imagine yeah. how much that. It's would hard to have a birthday on a holiday. I am uh, one of those people uh, with uh, 311, which is also known as Yankee Doodle Hurley Day, oh. uh, which is uh, a really Dang great it. holiday. Should I go to your created. birthday party or, or yeah. the Yankee Doody, Doodle Hurdy, my it, Yankee Doodle uh, Hurdy party? This year, Phil, I'm planning on having a hybrid birthday Yankee Doodle Hurley Day celebration. You were invited. Wow. You know, you also share a birthday with my dog, right? I feel like I've talked told you this before. Yeah, it's that's got to be really for tough for Winston to be in uh, third position there. Um, you know? According yeah. to whom? To, to me. <laughs> I said it. Yankee Doodle Hurley Day and then my birthday and then Winston's. You're putting Winston last when yeah. you just put a made up holiday in front of you. I didn't just make it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's been around for a little Deeply while. upsetting. People will riot when they hear this podcast. I don't think so. I think people are going to agree. I think what's going to happen is I'm going to fall into third position. But I think Yankee Doodle Hurley Day mm-hmm. might hold steady at number one. Over my adorable dog, you're mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't do. think, I do I think don't so. believe this. I do think we so. got to do right. power rankings of every single momentous <laughs> event yeah. for March 11th and yeah. then really go through which one's the best. Well, there is the one lockdown uh, anniversary of 311, oh. which oh. let me tell you what, having a birthday on that anniversary, so, 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 so. Papa. 
lock, lock. Yeah, no. that sucked. But what are you going to do? This is fun. I'm excited to get into this episode. Even if I think it's just fine, uh, I can tell we're already going to have a really good time talking about it. So, of course, we want to hear from everybody out there in listener land to submit your ratings, to do all of your good stuff, uh, send all of your feedback in community at postshowrecaps.com. You can also sign up for the Post Show Recaps Patreon Discord, patreon.com slash postshowrecaps. Get episodes of community building early. That's a benefit that you get of being a patron of Post Show Recaps. Doesn't that sound fun? Patreon.com slash postshowrecaps. Uh, before we get any further, we're going to throw it to our sponsors for this episode of Post Show Recaps. We'll do a quick commercial break when we come back. We will recap all things early 21st century romanticism. Until then, I was going to say Corey B. Take us away, but I don't think he's going to have anything to do with the commercials. So <laughs> commercials, take it away. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, and we're back. Early 21st century romanticism, directed by Steven Sprung, written by Dan Harmon and Carrie Dornetto. Originally aired February 10th, 2011. So this was also a little bit early. Uh, for mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, Valentine's Day worthy of a double uh, double coverage fill by community? Should community have to do a Valentine's Day episode every year? Did community do val- more Valentine's Day episodes than this one? Is this the last no. Valentine's Day episode? Are we going to be doing a, a Valentine's no, Day no. episode for season three, Jess? I don't think so. I feel there's like definitely one in two. four. There's, yeah. there's, there's one in oh, four. Oh, there is one in four. Yeah. By the I time the we get for. to the season four Valentine's Day episode, am I going to remember that there were already not one no. but two Valentine's Day episodes? Nope, not a, not even a little bit. They not. don't they don't hit the bar of like it has to be memorable. You might remember because they have the word like romantic in both. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you know, or a version okay. of the word romantic. But okay. 
They're always the most mid, I think, but I think this one is my favorite Valentine's Day, which I guess is my favorite Valentine's Day community yeah. episode, which I guess doesn't mean that the Valentine's Day episodes in general are rather lackluster. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Jess, well, how do we begin? Yeah, so we start off in the study hall, as we sometimes do. Uh, Abed and Troy happen to notice an attractive librarian. I believe it's pronounced librarian, but... Librarian. Um, and Troy says he doesn't understand why being a librarian makes her even hotter. They're keepers of knowledge. She holds the answers to all of our questions. <laughs> yeah. Like, will you marry me? And why are there still libraries? Why are there still libraries? <laughs> uh, I'm curious, wh- wh- why have we never seen a librarian before or after this one episode? Oh, uh, no, man. Not, I mean, not to... No, I, that's I, fine. <laughs> I mean, probably because the library goes out of business would be my guess. Why are there still libraries for the apocalypse? Uh, haven't you all seen the Twilight Zone Whoa. episode where the where the guy needs he he breaks his glasses, which is very unfair, but otherwise would be reading all the books in the library. We need that for when things all well, go to hell. For yeah. those who don't know, because I've very I'm very much on the audiobook train now. I can't I can't find the time to sit on a couch and like read a book anymore, right? So I need something I can You're listen doing too while many I do podcasts, things. Jess. Also, that responsible for that. <laughs> to be fair, that's also true, but. Here's the thing. You can get audiobooks from the library as well, people. So if you're like paying for all your audiobooks, try your local library. I have an app called Libby. It's freaking amazing because I can Libby? get audio- Wait, Libby, you, L-I-B-B-Y. You, oh, wow. oh, so you go on the website and then you put in the your, I, your library. Uh, yeah, that connects to my local libraries and I can rent like rent audiobooks from rent, borrow. I don't know what you call it, but you can get audiobooks from them. It's great. Keep libraries alive. They're keepers of knowledge. Do you have to give it back? When you rent an audiobook? Yeah, so the only downside to that is if, like, if you're trying something like The Wheel of Time or something that is a real big book, you only have, like, two weeks with the audiobook. So, like, you got to be a quick listener, reader, uh-huh. um, to get through them. But I still think it's worthwhile because you usually also can, like, either – it depends on how hot of demand it is. You might be able to keep it for longer if you need to to get through it but yeah you do like return it i don't know how it works it's like an electronic file but like you you return it interesting (laughs) i think i'm the exact opposite of of you jess i think i i like the building itself i just don't actually like the books i feel like i like the vibe of the library that's why you like to to stare at the library from afar yeah (laughs) i'll go in i'll be like oh yeah i'm doing some reading but i'm not actually i'm kind of just like skimming through the covers you know looking at that kind of stuff i I love the library the library is always an iconic location i think as a building the library is always fabulous to look at it is Uh, it smells good too often yeah because it smells like old books old books smell awesome I think you yes. could bottle up that scent and sell oh, it for yeah. millions of dollars. Yes. You uh, smell like an intellectual. Too, like, yeah. It, it depends. Too. Oh, like, you I smell like up. a keeper of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> like when I grew up, uh, growing up, I lived in a pretty small town and like they had a limit of the number of books that you could take out at any one point in time because they were small. So I can only take five books. But my mom brought me to like the town overs library and they told me I could take home unlimited books. I'm pretty sure I took home like 20 books that day. Like this is me nerding out, but like that is a true (laughs) story. And I, now I guess what? Now that is my local library. That's cool. I know. I've evolved. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. So, uh, yeah. So Troy says he wants to be a book so that she can look through his pages and make sure nobody drew wieners in him. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And one of my favorite moments of this entire episode is Abed being like, maybe if we're too loud, she'll shush us. And he just Mm -hmm. yells, books. Books. 
Yeah. <laughs> Pretend you like you sleep. Pretend like yeah. you sleep. Pretend like you sleep. <laughs> that's how you flirt in the library, right? Just say books and a whole other people. Yeah. Also, oh, wait, books? That That's me too. I also know books. Yeah. Right? yeah. She's like, I like books. I'm a, yeah. I'm a librarian. I, I too like books. Yes. Wait yeah. a minute. Uh, Jeff walks in and they ask what they should do when two best friends are both interested in the same person. And he just, he just like, does not care. He couldn't care less. Yeah. Just cranky. Just having a cranky episode until later on when he's going to realize that he needs to be more protective of his friends and let them sleep on his couch for indefinite periods of time. Oh, Chang of all people too. We'll get into yeah. that. Yeah. What a decision. Not only Chang, but Chang after he's apparently been down the garbage chute. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's a lot. Gross. It's a lot. We're really reaching new lengths for for Jeff's character for sure. New new arcs we've never ever explained mm -hmm. or gone into Jeff wanting to care about his friends. Yeah, by the end. I do yeah, appreciate yeah. this episode uh, breaking new ground. Uh, we're charting yes. new territory. Um, once again, Pierce is having visions of Andy Dick. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's yeah. there in on one in in one hand you've got sugar plum fairies, and uh, the other hand you've got tiny little Andy Dicks. Uh, these are interesting Ooh. things that you end up seeing when you're <laughs> tripping balls. Yep, tiny. Uh, Andy I mean, Dicks. it makes tripping sense balls, for his character. Andy Dicks. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Like, I'm kind of glad that they brought in, Andy. like, if it, it was going to be anybody that's going to be, like, I feel like Andy Dick is the perfect encapsulation of, like, the sleep paralysis demon I, I think of. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. like, like as like, like, just I, annoying enough. I Jess, I don't think you watch this show. Phil, I wonder, do you watch the CBS uh, show called Evil? Have you ever no, watched this? I, I've heard of it. No, so but is Evil Andy Dick in it? No, but there is like kind of a there is kind of like a sleep paralysis demon who I could imagine Andy Dick in like full uh crazy uh scary demon makeup playing uh would not be far away from uh, what you're describing right now. We need to reshoot Evil immediately yeah. with Christopher with, Plummer him and and just listen. I don't know that out. Andy Dick is Christopher. Christopher Plummerable these days. Uh, <laughs> I think I think someone needs to Christopher insert uh, uh, the ghost of Christopher Plummer into the to the mini Andy Dicks here. If anything, yeah, yeah, uh, definitely uh, so, stunt casting. Yeah. <laughs> so Pierce pops a pill. Shirley immediately is like, "What is that?" And he says, "It's just gum." And they're like, "But you're not chewing." He's like, "Because I'm having this stupid conversation." <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. Better if he just said it was a mint, I think. Better better a lie than gum. But, you know, yeah, well, I don't need to critique uh, Pierce's lies. Um, then we see Britta saying goodbye to a girl and, like, punching her in the arm. He goes, that's my friend Paige. She's cool, but, you know, whatever. Whatever. Uh, so this is Paige. Paige is played by, I, I, I spotted her immediately. I was very psyched about this. Uh, Britt Marling, uh, who is uh, an actor and writer uh, who uh, people may know from VOA. Uh, the short-lived, wild-ass Netflix show. Uh, she's also the writer and star of two of my favorite uh, sort of indie sci-fi movies from 2011, The Sound of My Voice and Another Earth, which if you're interested in like weird sci-fi, sort of uh, low-budget sci-fi with really cool premises, uh, Another Earth specifically is the one that I remember the most. The premise of Another Earth is our Earth suddenly becomes aware of the existence of another Earth where uh, duplicate versions of everybody exist. Oh my God, uh, so it's like the darkest timeline. And so that they like they are uh, in the process of making contact with each other. And as that's going on, um, intimate drama is occurring on one of the Earths. And so that doesn't sound particularly dazzling, perhaps, but it's a really good movie. And Ethan Rom from Lost 
plays a not bad guy in this movie. Uh, no kidding. He yeah, actually he has play, the ability to play a not bad guy? He plays a, he plays a pretty nice guy, if I remember it right. Uh, he, just, he looks like he hasn't, I don't know. He doesn't he have the ability to do it? Well, he does. It's it's a really <laughs> good movie. So check it out. Another Earth. And I saw Britt Marling in here. I was like, okay, well, uh, no ma- unless Paige does like truly uh, abhorrent stuff, I will have to uh, honor yeah. her with my Dean's List point this week. It's funny to me also, that her those, name is those two movies, Those two movies were 2011, same year that this episode of Community comes out. Uh, Hell of 2011 for Britt Marling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Troy's run. like, oh, she's yeah. she's cute. And Britt is like, well, she he she wouldn't be interested in you. And Annie, with the like very 2011 response of, <laughs> she a friend of Ellen? Is she a friend of Ellen? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, come on. Yeah. I feel like that has a completely different context now. If you're oh, yeah. a friend of Ellen. Friend of oh, yeah. Ellen, like, burn her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seize her. Get her. Um, yeah. So uh, she goes, yes, she's a lesbian. And like nobody reacts at all. Not even Pierce. And then he's like, well, I have a prepared statement. And I love that we jump immediately into the intro during Pierce's prepared <laughs> yeah, statement. We, we credits our way through the prepared statement. Um, just we hear it on the other side. And in summation, good luck and bon appetit. <laughs> yeah, who ends a prepared statement with bon appetit? He's not Julia a chef. child, yeah. Pierce, wh- wh- when do you think Pierce wrote this? Do you think he wrote this like the night he he met Britta as soon as he went home? He's like, all right, I already know this yeah. is going to happen. It's going to happen, yeah. Yep. yeah. He was ready. He yep. had it with him the whole time. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he pops another pill, um, and uh, Shirley's like, I know that one wasn't gum. Uh, and he goes, you're right. It was an awesome exit pill. Zip, zop, zooey. And he zop, just... zooey. Bye. Uh, like, should that replace Corey out. B. Take us away as the exit uh, for future episodes of Community Building? I was thinking that, honestly. Uh, how about zip, zop, zooey. Corey B. Take us away. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're like doubling up there. Yeah, you're doing like much. Devon. Like, hey, hi. How are yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need like a third goodbye. And yeah. th- that'll round it all out. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he like so moonwalks like, out the door. Is it, it was like a very strange move that he implements here? Yeah, uh, and Jeff's like, "Oh, we don't have to worry about this. He's almost through his prescription, probably." And we get the Annie like intervention, intervention, intervention. No intervention. Like, Jeff wants out. Yeah, of course yeah. he does. And Charlie's like, "He listens to you. You need to be involved in this." Uh, and then we get the beginning of one of the best community bits. Um, it's like, well, he also listens to bare naked ladies. Go get their dumb asses to help you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody freaks out. It's whoa, so whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are we dragging BNL into this? Yeah. Yeah. Do do we like BNL in here? Are we are we happy that that they're I getting used to love bare naked I mean they're <laughs> iconic, you know. Do I like them? I don't know, but are they iconic? Uh you know, is is one week indelibly impressed into my brain? Yes. Of course. Uh, do I like that one week is indelibly impressed into my brain? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, if the answer ultimately, is no, I'm very upset. No, ultimately, I think I do. I'd rather live in the world where I've got Earthman uh, available to me as, a, as an earworm, yeah. as a non sequitur. I think that these are ultimately positive things for us as a human culture. I remember back, like, when this show, when this episode came on, like, on the community subreddit, people were talking about how this Bare Naked Ladies bit was, like, was really, like, an allegory for their conversation about, like, 
the Big Bang Theory at the time because you know Big Bang Theory. Yeah, Nicholas they did the, theme. did the Big Bang Theory theme song. I don't know if that actually holds any weight or not, but I remember that was a conversation people were talking about about how like they That's have awards, you don't, we don't have awards. Like they have all the love, even though they're kind of whack or, certainly, or whatever. <laughs> certainly tracks for um, you know what I know about this show now. Yeah, um, yeah, like all of the different shots that they take at Glee and stuff after sharing you know uh, you know uh, shooting space with Glee. Uh, that this feels very, very petty. And Dan Harmon seems like a petty, yep. petty man. Oh, yeah. he's very petty. That totally could be true. Um, but I personally love Bare Naked Ladies. I can picture the album cover to Stunt, which was like the album. The, the Wow. Yeah. we. Not only is that a wow that you can picture it, but also I... Uh, that you know the name of the album stunt i did have to google it because i knew uh, okay. i could picture the actual album cover but yeah there's like it's all been done like does i could it say more than one very stunt on them. the album cover jess it does then it turns out you can't picture it huh <laughs> how rude are you i am just saying <laughs> i'm saying there's like a weird cutout man who's like uh, tied up in twine and that is what i could picture it's a really it. okay. weird album okay. cover um yeah so i just love uh i just love um them saying maybe bnl has two billboard awards to your zero yeah uh, <laughs> now i'm upset that you're calling them bnl yeah. yeah yeah and britta with the uh maybe we all need some space to pull the knife out of the back of the most celebrated canadian alt rock band of the mid 90s you selfish jaded ass this is a fight <laughs> we are fighting <laughs> yeah and of course, the opportunist, uh, opportunist that he is, Professor Duncan, is just lurking around the bend. My favorite like... character. My favorite. Sorry. Duncan's your favorite? <laughs> he's my favorite. I love him. Every time he's in an episode, he's always going to have me crying laughing. And in this episode, it was no different. It was just yeah. like that perfect shot. Of, I don't know if shot of dopamine or what. I, it just it gave me that rush I needed. I, John, <laughs> This is John Oliver's greatest performance, I think, in my opinion. He, uh... He's a, I feel like uh, Professor Duncan has gotten a lot more play here in season two than I expected, Jess, because he mm -hmm. was in season one for a bit. And then I feel like he was gone for a long time. Uh, and we've gotten yeah. a good amount of him here this year. Is there, yeah. is, are we still, are we going to have a lot more Duncan to look no. forward to? No. no, unfortunately, no. I think a lot of it was like, it depended on his schedule on like when he was available because he is like a very busy guy. Um, So unfortunately, no, we'll see less and less of him as time goes on. Um, But I do agree. Like I agree with Phil. Like, I think it's like, it's really fun when he does come into the picture. Cause he's kind of like a separate type of foil for both Jeff and Chang in a way. Um, And I know John Oliver is just like hilarious. So yeah. I agree. Like, I think. He was very funny here, and I love like him always inserting like very weird like English phrases that may not even be a thing. Um, when they're so they're gonna get together to watch a soccer game, which apparently Jeff is very into soccer, um, because it's required of He's him. He's like, a re I'm a refined American. I already forced myself to get into soccer, <laughs> yeah. which is uh as, maybe a sacrilege thing to say as one of the Ted Lasso podcasters here on Post Show Recaps, but has always been my vibe. Don't tell Antonio. Everybody be cool. He'll probably no find one tell out him. anyway. And I mean, you called it soccer, knows. so we all know you're not into it because it's called football, right? No, I actually do enjoy watching sports. I just get stressed out trying to follow them. Uh, that is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, there's too much lore. I, and I, this uh, is fair. I, there's a lot of lore to sports. And I only, I have, 
I have to choose where I want my lore. Do I want lore in I reality feel. or lore in uh, fake fictional but universes? Do you need the lore, really? Like, you got to know. know. Not a to enjoy it. I tend to everything. enjoy it. Yeah. 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 You know, like, I think I like soccer, though. I go to a baseball game and watch the baseball, which sounds like something someone would the say baseball. if they've literally <laughs> never seen baseball before. I think the problem with soccer is that, like, there's not enough goals for me to be interested, right? Like, I need more action. <laughs> yeah, that's Jeff's problem in this episode. Yeah, it's Young's like, zero, oh, it's zero forever. Like, yeah, zero, zero. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, that's um, my encapsulation of soccer as a whole. Zero, yeah. zero, electrifying. <laughs> yeah. Electrifying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's going to see him at precisely 630, or as the English call it, the Grave Diggers Biscuits. What does that mean? I love it. 630. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll interrogate that no further uh chang has overheard all of this and i'm thrilled because uh you love it yep it's a delight uh so we're in the hallway and pierce is walking down the hallway and he sees andy dick on the water fountain uh that moon back back there was streets ahead buddy <laughs> yeah streets ahead yeah I, yeah. I like that in this one. That I feel like with Pierce, you know, they usually give him his own little side projects, his own little side plots that he can go off on. And this kind of just seemed like, all right, how do we just keep Chevy Chase away from the cast for just just every, give everyone a good Valentine's yeah. Day? We'll just have him go green screen Andy Dick, and then we'll all be okay doing our own thing. Is that, this, that's go kind of is this going poorly interpersonally at this point with Chevy Chase, do we think? Is that I don't the... think it ever wasn't, to be uh, honest. Yeah, yeah, From the beginning. Yeah. But then yeah, eventually... Yeah, like eventually ahead. they just started like writing because they knew we don't want to hang out with him or work with him. So we're just going to just have him do his own thing. They wrote yeah. around Chevy Chase the entire show. I yeah, think. and I think it. I think that like one of the main reasons, right, we have Pierce as such a villain in the, the episode before this in the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons is now they can have him on his own and it makes sense character-wise as to like, why is nobody interacting with Pierce? Well, yeah. he seems to have a pill problem and at the same time, he was a complete ass the episode before. So it makes sense. Um, I forgot so yeah. that you guys just came hot off of Advanced Dungeons oh, and Dragons because yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. then I think that makes a little bit sense. I came into this a little, with, little bit with a little bit more heat, I think, but yeah. then I, I'm now seeing that okay, you guys just watched yeah. one of the best episodes, so yeah. it makes yeah. sense that this is more of a lackluster follow up for sure. Yeah, yes. it is. It definitely is. Like I feel like my kind of perspective on season two at this point is I've seen enough bangers in season two that that's now all that I have time for and expectation of. And so when you're a season two episode of community and you're not a banger right now i'm not entirely here for it uh, yeah. i want all bangers no skips uh i would say this one's a bit of a skip yeah. the amount of times you just said bangers <laughs> i'll say it one more time banger bangers and mash like, that's like uh, a, i was gonna say it's a british yeah. thing bangers and mash i eat yeah. that with my soccer at graver's uh eggs or whatever it's called <laughs> Grave diggers, grave, diggers, grave diggers biscuits and bangers and mash one of my favorite things about duncan i think is just that i i love how much he john oliver and like dan Harmon. they're all john oliver kind of makes fun of himself like they Big he time. makes fun of the yeah. funny like british things that we would all think like the caricatures that we would think he would he would have he just totally goes along with it, it, it it's hilarious yeah uh so yeah so he takes another pill that turns into a b mine heart b mine yeah, yeah. Do you um, think abed would know uh that that was a b mine heart of course yeah yeah he's how's genius he, how's he figuring that one out anyway he's a savant. yeah 
uh, we're in the library and Abed introduces himself uh, and Troy to Mariah. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I know you were yelling out books and staring at me. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to protect their friendship and they're trying to do this very diplomatically. And so mm -hmm. they want to ask her uh, if she would be interested in going to the dance with either of them. She's like, Okay, so the first thing is, this is the cutest thing that's ever happened to me. I love how they high five because that makes it even like cuter. <laughs> uh, so this this part is awesome. Yeah, that's really great. And then she's like, also, I don't know either of you. And so, okay, new proposal. Come to the dance with both of us and then decide which one of us you like, who you want to see again. Yeah, and I feel like knowing that Troy has tacos in his briefcase, he's immediately going up a tier for me. Yeah. <laughs> Do we think that a briefcase tacos, is that a... Is that an instrument of wooing on Valentine's Day? Uh, like, is that going mm -hmm. to be something that people are excited about as a prospective Valentine, yeah. Phil, if you've got a, it's a, a suitcase filled with tacos? It's like a tier below popping the ring, I'd say, popping yeah. the question, you know what I mean? Yeah. Pop open the briefcase. <laughs> yeah. Tacos, just, you, got, but, you still got to get down on yeah. one knee, I think. Yeah. yeah. Sure. But hear me out. Is it a ring of tacos inside? See, that'd Not be, that'd once be he holds it, like, like he's holding it. In the middle, there are dips. <laughs> I think you need to do a briefcase full of nachos over tacos because nachos are messy by nature. Uh huh. So that like it does. Well, that's interesting because then like the presentation kind of doesn't matter. You open up the briefcase. Exactly. If everything's jostled around, you kind of expect that with the nachos yeah. anyway. Tacos are yeah. going to fall apart, especially if they're a crunchy taco. That's not even going to be a taco by the time you open the briefcase. I am concerned about how did they package the tacos into the briefcase of tacos? If they're individually wrapped, we're fine. Yes, I do think. But that's knowing correct. Troy and Abed, I doubt that they were individually wrapped. Yeah. We should, yeah, they're not. No. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just love Troy's briefcase in general, though. Like, I just love, like, Donald, for me, Donald Glover is someone, he, he's always so good at, like, playing like a little boy that's, like, act up, acting like a man, like, in a big boy suit. Yeah. I got my big boy briefcase, so I'm going to ask this girl on the date. But he's really just, like, this cute little guy. I, I, I love it. He, he's great. At, he's great in this. Yeah. Yeah. This is where he shines for sure. Yeah. Um. Back in like the student lounge area, Annie asks Britta if she changes in front of Paige. Annie, I know your lack of world experience creates curiosity, but questions like that make you see a little bit homophobic. Mm -hmm. Um. And I love like the I think that the way Britta acts in this episode is so funny to me. Her entire body language is very different. She's like very like relaxed, but like in a very awkward, forced way. <laughs> Yeah, it's really fun to watch. Uh, when when Britta and Paige kiss later on is one of the funniest things I've seen on the show <laughs> in a very long time. Mm -hmm. It's like the two of them have never kissed anybody before. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is very very hilarious to me. Uh, but it's but like yeah, the, so this... the performance of like, oh yeah, I, I'm so mm -hmm. cool with everything. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I was very a very relaxed, open person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Riley. I'm as open his... as a briefcase packed with tacos. <laughs> Riley and his feedback will say later, and I completely agree. This is one of the most Brita versions of Brita that has existed on the show. Like this, if you wanted to give someone an episode to like ex describe who Brita is as a character. This is the episode you give them. I would 100% yeah. agree for sure. Yeah. That's good. That's um, good. And then, and then Annie's like, wait, it's homophobic to ask questions. And Britta's like, if you have to ask, yes. <laughs> like, Come on. Uh, but this is when Paige's friend and Annie get to talking, and uh, it is it becomes clear that neither Britta nor Paige are lesbians, and that they are both assuming that the other one is and acting extremely cool with it. 
yeah. which is just is it like just to get clout is kind of the question here yeah uh, yeah and i love when my, one of my favorite like brita winks ever is she comes over and she's just like guess what annie we're going to the dance together hope i say straight and she just like winks <laughs> at annie. she's like oh no yeah. my yeah. friend's annie homophobic Britta is yeah. amazing yeah. <laughs> um yeah i think this this yeah this episode just i get just really gets into like the performative nature of, of course, who Britta is. Like mm-hmm. it just is all about her performance and how she wants to, people to see her versus who she actually is. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's funny that she like meets her match in page two, right? Yeah. Like, cause especially cause they kind of look similar. They dress similarly. It's very funny. They clearly, yeah. yeah they, they cast it so that they're very similar looking for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, over in Jeff's apartment, Jeff and Duncan are watching the game. It's zero zero. <laughs> it's electrifying. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jeff keeps checking his phone, but Duncan is just like, "Oh, you waiting for your friends to text? You can't be away from them for a long enough time." Um, and then the doorbell rings, and it's Chang. It's Chang, and it, it, it took like me a second. Waldo. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like we found him. <laughs> Got him. There's Waldo. Uh, yeah. He's just for the game. He's got the proper attire. This is what he's supposed to look like. He's and got the fit on. He can sit down. Yeah, Duncan's impressed. <laughs> also, he has nunchucks? Why? No one should ever let Chang have nunchucks. Yeah, it's a mistake. I'm I'm very confused as to where homeless Chang got the nunchucks. If yeah. he got them from school or maybe, he's had them for a while, I maybe think. yeah. You know, when he was being kicked out of his house, uh, he just could only like grab a few things. So he got his hermit crabs, his nunchucks, his sleeping bag, <laughs> and didn't have crab. time for you know much more than like his bag of laundry as well. And that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I love Chang's hermit crabs. I I, I wish we got. I, it's such a great one time bit that it he's is. always had hermit crabs. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, yeah, that bolster that bumps his points up for me like significantly. If I'm being honest, because <laughs> yeah. the hermit crab bit kills me. And um, I believe that one is named Jeff too. Like oh, that he didn't make that it up. Is. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chang starts cleaning up the mess, and Duncan is like, Chang, just like sit down. And Chang's like, oh, I'm going to order a pizza. Uh, in England, we call them Italian fanny. That's what we call pizzas in England? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, All yeah. Right. So, then Jeff has a landline. Like, dude, I understand it's 2011, but, like, still, in 2011, you have a landline? Yeah. Like, come on now. Jeff is um, an old man. That's the thing about him. You know what I mean? Like, he, he is the pre- presentation. Again, like, the presentation of, like, I'm cool and I'm hip and I know what's going on. But he is just an old man at heart. He, Of course yeah. he has a landline. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. That tracks. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Chang calls Starburns to cash in his favor about the uh, pizza. And he's like, hey, there's a there's a party at Wingers. Start telling people. And then we see Starburns at the dance start walking around and just telling Thanks everybody. Tell everybody. Yeah. Wing ding at Wingers. Yeah, yeah, it's time. Uh, so at the party, Ovid and Troy are trying to pitch the librarian on why both of them are great. Uh, Ovid's got uh, the big TV package. He's got HBO, Showtime, Stars, <laughs> Stars Black. Uh, he's got the he's got the goods. He's got it all. He's watching How to with John Wilson in about yeah. ten years. Yeah, like when, like when he was describe when he was describing all the Saw films. That's literally how I was acting this summer. <laughs> I, I did a whole Saw binge, and I yeah. was just I couldn't stop talking about the whole the series. And oh, how was the first one the best? How was the uh, the Chris Rock reboot? Was it any good? The you know they tried to go for something. They tried to make it a little political. It, for what they were doing, it was all right, but it. Yeah. it it, it was fine. It, it was just for the Saw movies, it was good, but as a real movie, it was lackluster. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You view them on a different scale. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Troy's, Troy's, Troy's dancing. Dances. Yeah. That's great. Uh, That's it. Yeah, he's doing. He, he's being very physically aggressive with the air. Yeah. <laughs> he's licking it. Yeah, he like licks the air and then hits the <laughs> air with the air. He's really handling that air. What's he doing to the air? Not great yeah. things. Uh, that dairy air. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. For Troy, I like that. That it's just like that's definitely something that he watched on TV or something he saw on TV. He's like, oh yeah, that's how that's how people do it. <laughs> I, of course, like I, there's no, there's not even a small piece of me that thinks that uh, any of that is from lived experience. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, Britta and Paige arrive and they're like, everyone is staring. Well, of course they're staring. They've probably never seen a straight girl with a lesbian so comfortable together. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, they're both so awkward. It's so awkward. Yeah, and Pierce is uh, just uh, rocking out with Andy Dick. Yeah. Having a great time. Yeah. Having their own party. No one else. I don't want to party with them. They can yep. They can have their own thing. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, hey, Jeff, something's wrong with your toothbrush. <laughs> The nightmare, nightmare situation, nightmare situation. Especially because I'm pretty sure it's an electric toothbrush. So hopefully he has replacement heads, you know? I hope so. Like, I, I mean, I guess that that makes it less of a nightmare than if uh, he's just taking his like regular toothbrush. So it's good that he's got the electric at the no. very least. But geez. Yeah, cheese great. and rice. It's not great. Cheese and rice. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And then Starburn shows up with Leonard. Where are the white women at? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Leonard's just, old. That's it. That's the yeah. bit. <laughs> Where are the white women at? <laughs> An unreal line. <laughs> that really killed me. Uh, magnitude is here. Pop, pop. pop. Uh, so that's just the whole, that's it? It's just he's a guy named Magnitude and he just shows up and I'm says, sorry, pop, what do you mean that's it? Is that not Whoa. enough? No, you? I'm just You're asking. let down? No, I'm not let down. I'm oh just making God. sure that I got it. That is it. That is the whole thing. <laughs> I love later when he's dancing, he's kind of just like swaying from the side to side. Pop, 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 pop. One man party, wow. baby. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, it's like it basically <laughs> just like calls out any TV sitcom character that yeah. had like a catchphrase, right? Oh my God. It's like great. a how rude from yeah. like Full House, you know? <laughs> but that's all he says. It's great. <laughs> And it means nothing. We never learn what pop pop means. It's uh, just pop pop. That's it's pretty it. clear. It you don't need are, to know what else it's it going means off. Pop <laughs> pop. What else do you need to know? Uh, yeah. uh, yeah. I love it. It's Gravedigger's biscuits, baby. Pop pop. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody starts flooding into the apartment. Oh god. Um, meanwhile, at the party, uh, Abed is finishing up his analysis of all the Saw movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Mariah's like, Abed, can you go get us some punch? Um, and Mariah immediately is like, yeah, I choose you, Troy. Yeah. And, uh, so then Albert comes back and Troy's like, yeah, Albert, um, she chose me. And he's like, oh, great. Okay. See ya. And he's he's very nice it. about it. He's very cool about it. Yeah. Yeah. Albert isn't a competitive guy, uh -huh. you know? I love um, Annie checks in with Pierce and immediately goes, go straight to hell. Yeah. Uh, nice. <laughs> For me, I, 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 I love how much th this episode like flips the trope of like, Two people, like, you know, you take two girls, two people to the same dance, like that classic TV sitcom trope or whatever. And yeah. this one kind of just flips it on its head where it's, of course, Troy and Abed are, are going to be the ones that are taking the same girl to the dance. Like, yeah. th th that's just funny. Yeah. 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 And of course, they're going to get along and be fine with it. There's no yeah. competition, really, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fine. All right. I'm going to yeah. leave. Conflict over. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
And uh, before Annie no, leaves, she does say, you know, we care about you, right? And this is like kind of an important note because Annie and Pierce do have an interesting relationship. Annie is one of the only ones who Pierce like actually seems to like and care about. And Annie on the same side is one of the only ones who really cares about Pierce and goes out of her way to try to keep him involved in the group and try to save him in many, many episodes. So I think like the fact that they have her being the one that approaches him when he seems to be going through something is important and it makes a lot of sense here. Um, Yeah. So Andy Dick uh, tells Pierce that he has to make a choice. I'm not going to share you with them, Pierce. It's me or them. What's the choice? Yeah, it's not really much of a choice. (laughs) I'm not hanging out with you, Andy. I'm sorry. I can't. Uh, (laughs) I'm busy that day. (laughs) Uh, Britta and Paige are dancing, and Pierce just yells, lesbians. Yeah. And they're like, screw you. They don't care what people say. And if that's an issue for them, but it starts with us. And then they just uh, start making out while everyone's around. And, and they look the with their eyes thing. like open and like looking around. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, yeah. Cause of course, yeah, they have no experience and it's all, yeah, it's, it's all in the performance. Yeah. 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 Uh, just the physical comedy of it is yeah. great. Of just like, jawing each other uh (laughs) the way you describe it is almost worse than watching it it's like when a dog kisses you like it's just so gross it's getting worse we're lesbian yeah Yeah. like the way that they're doing it it's just like it's just so dramatic uh it's very funny it's very funny and then like uh uh it becomes clear to them uh that neither of them are lesbians, and it is a, a big shock, a huge yep. shock to Britta and Paige. They're both upset. Yeah. Uh, because that's yeah. the only reason why they're friends to begin uh-huh. with. Yep. <laughs> so what are, how are they going to hang out now, Phil? This is gonna There's be very no way. Wait, yeah. we actually have to, like, talk about other things. Like, I'm, I was kind of curious, like, what, what did they even, like, really talk about, like, before? Because yeah. I would assume that Britta and Paige would just talk about, like, how, like, like oh yeah i love lesbians but like but i'm not a lesbian but i love lesbians you know like yeah. i don't know what else yeah. they would be talking about that was their yeah. whole conversation that was it <laughs> yeah. that was their whole shtick yeah um meanwhile troy and mariah are dancing and troy's like but what was wrong with abed and she's like he talked about the saw movies for two hours he's like yeah but there are eight of them and they're yeah. two hours a piece uh i'd like <laughs> to be the first a friend, one to find the but, genre you know romantically yeah. she says uh and troy is not thrilled about all this. I hate her. I hate her. I hate her. I hate her. Yeah, he's so upset as one would be when someone trashes your best friend. He Who has the hell loyalty. is Nicholas Nickleby? <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. I feel like yes. that one's definitely a Donald Glover like improv line. Yeah, it sounded like yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I love Troy and Abed like consoling each other. And uh, he's just like, you know what? There's someone out there for us. And uh, <laughs> and then they hug. And Mariah walks by, and Troy's just like, whatever. Like screw her. I hate yeah. her. Yeah, I hate <laughs> that, her so much. I that's what's kind of nice about this episode to me is that like you know the ro- Valentine's Day is always a day that's about love with your partner or romantic partner or whatever. But this one is about the love between Troy and Abed and how that's unbreakable and how that's the most perfect love of all it's very cute i love them as a pair like they're obviously like the best duo of the show right and like they're just so sweet to each other and just the fact that like 
again, like, uh, I talk about this a lot with, like, the show Boy Meets World and how it's really nice to see in the 90s they had two men who, like, were very comfortable sharing emotions with each other and, like, admitting that they were, like, I love you, you're my best friend, and, like, talking about it openly. It's, like, there's not that, like, masculine barrier. Mm, yeah, And Troy sure. and Abbott are very much the same where they're just, like, I love you so much. And yeah. it's so yeah. sweet. Like, you can see how visibly hurt Troy is, like, what, what the things that she's saying. Even if yeah. they're not even that mean, it's, it's he's, like, like, he's, like, Again, like that child, like like he's so like it's like calling your dad bad or something like that. It's like wait, don't yeah. say that about my dad. You know, I love that. It's it's the best. Yep. 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 Uh, so back at Jeff's apartment, uh, Jeff and everybody are like having a good time. And he's just like, I've never even heard of magnitude before tonight. And Jane's like, well, you're always too busy with the study group. Uh, he finds <laughs> out Duncan's drinking again and pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> so I love, pop, pop. I love that Duncan says like, they're like, you stop drinking Duncan. He's like, yeah, false alarm on that one. <laughs> yeah, so That's bad. a great line. Yeah. <laughs> false alarm. Like, Don't worry. I'm back. <laughs> back. We're I'm back. joking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, back at the Valentine's day party, Paige and Britta are both upset with each other that neither one told the other that they weren't lesbians. Um, and, uh, Britta's like, Paige, you clearly were only you only cared because you were hanging out because you thought we were like I was a lesbian. And Paige says she never thought Britta was cool, just that she was a lesbian. Um, so Paige leaves. She's like, You're the worst. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like everybody always says to Britta. Um, and then Annie approaches Britta, and Annie says, When Paige was gay, Britta thought it was uh or she thought it was cool of Britta to make out with her. Um, they hug, someone yells, Kiss, Kiss her. her! Yeah. And Annie actually looks like she's going. <laughs> I absolutely thought this was about to happen. I definitely thought this yeah. was going down. Yeah. Uh, of course. Annie's down yeah, for the yeah. cause. Yeah. I just love that, like, it, when Annie says, like, I thought it was really cool of you to kiss her. Like, Britta really takes that as, like, a genuine yeah. compliment. Like, yeah, like, I'm cool, right? Like, isn't yeah, that cool that you. I did that? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> of course you would. So misguided. Yes. So misguided, Britta. It's very funny. Uh so Chang is wearing Jeff's underwear. He needs it because all of his clothes are in the washer. I don't have a washer dryer. It's in the dishwasher. First of uh, all, he must have had to tie them or something. There's no way Jeff's underpants fit Chang. Are fitting Chang. Um, Unless he wears like very, very tight underpants. And yeah. therefore, they're actually Chang's size, which I can see. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. But just long underpants, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So Chang admits that he's homeless. His wife found on about him and Shirley and he kicked she kicked him out. Um, so Chang pretends that he's like very wasted and sleepy. Oh, uh, like, just like crash you know, here. fall asleep here. So the whole party you made this so that you could have an excuse to pass out on my couch? Yep. Yep, exactly. <laughs> do you, do you, uh, do you- Sorry, do, do you think it is possible to wash clothes in the washing machine? I would expect, Or not yes. the washing machine, the, yeah, in the dishwasher. But they don't have, there's no spin cycle. Hey, but you can dry them, right? Yeah, you would yeah. need to, like, <laughs> hand dry them after. Like, you yeah. can't dry them. They'd be yeah. sopping wet. Put yeah. it on the dry mode. Yeah, actually, right, I'm going to try that tonight. This, this, yeah, this, give this it a is shot. Report back, no. Bill. Yeah, do it, Mike right. D. Let's see what happens. Ties against this yeah. strongly. Let's, Let's do it. Pop, pop. The the pop, pop. Yeah. Hi, pod, pod. <laughs> um, yeah, and then pod, we find pod. out Chang has four hermit crabs that kept in Jeff's bathroom sink. You'll fall in love with them. I named one Jeff. <laughs> Way to go, idiots. 
That was my favorite Chang line when he yells at the poor hermit crabs. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so there's funny. an alternate universe, like in, you know, the parallel universes, of course, where, Ch- where there's another an episode. Earth, that, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah, another Earth where, where Jeff does actually fall in love with the hermit crabs. And then he's just totally fine with Chang living with uh, him for the rest yeah. of the yeah. Jeff oh. never feels like a pet guy to me. Like, no, he, would, he would hate having a pet. Yeah. He seems, yeah, well, I was going to say he seems like he would be more of a cat person than a dog person, but actually yeah. probably not because he would have to scoop the cat litter too, and I don't see yeah, him doing do that. that. Um, Maybe he would like how disattached the hermit crabs are. Like, hermit crabs aren't, like, touchy, yeah. like, oh, love me, right? Yeah. They're just hermit crabs. He's like <laughs> a fish like tank that. guy. He's yeah. a fish yeah. tank guy, I think. That's like refined. a nice one with, like, the salt water stuff and, yeah. you know. Because he sees it as like an aesthetic thing, not yeah, like exactly. actual cute. Fish tank is a good. I think that I, if it's if it's a question of cats or dogs for Jeff, I think he's a dog person because it helps yeah. with his avatar, right? Small I, dog. I think that there would be a reason to trot out a dog to secure a woman. Yeah, pick up chicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look do. how cute yes. my dog is. Oh, it's exactly. so teeny tiny. I'm kidding. Then he would it's immediately uh, get rid of the dog. Yep. Thereafter, that's that's a storyline right there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Jeff kicks everyone out of the party and he's saying goodbye to them as uh, Phil referenced yeah. earlier. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he gets funny. all those names is amazing. Glisten, <laughs> I think was one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sea doves. And- <laughs> Swizzle. Sea doves. <laughs> Tim. Mighty D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeff says he was having fun until Chang tried to move in. What is it about me that makes broken people flock to me? Is it my height? Do yeah. I huddled masses mistake me for the Statue <laughs> of Liberty? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. And Duncan's like, you love it. Like you, you love that people flock to you. Yeah. Um. And Jeff goes to like prove to Duncan that he's gonna have like a million voicemails from all you his got friends. Good. Nada. No one. Nothing. They were all busy with their own nonsense today. Yep. I wonder where he made up 39 calls. Like he, he like that's the number, the average number that he mentally calculated that like, that oh yeah, yeah, that's how yeah. many times they call me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Jeff's like, oh, maybe they're in trouble. And Duncan's like, what a relief that would be, huh? Uh-huh, yeah. I love that that's like the good alternative. Uh, what if they're <laughs> yeah. all in trouble? Yeah. Uh, so this and- is when Jeff takes the garbage to the shoot and finds Chang. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he Thirsty. comes through the... He comes through the door carrying Chang. It's like a little baby. Thirsty. <laughs> Don't push your luck. I love, I love it. He always will, though. Yeah. Yeah. And this is when we get kind of like the the reason for this episode, I suppose, right? Like if we're looking for like the heartwarming moment. The winger uh, speech. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a text message, though, this time. Um, yeah. It might not shock you guys to hear the real reason we had a fight today. It wasn't about the bare naked ladies, although I do have some unresolved issues there. Caring about a person can be scary. Caring about six people can be a horrifying, embarrassing nightmare, at least for me. But if I can't say it today, when can I say it? I love you guys. Oh, and Pierce, take it from an expert. These knuckleheads are right outside your heart. Let them in before it's too late. Happy Valentine's Day. That feels very meta commentary, huh? That feels like, uh, is that Dan Harmon talking or is that Jeff? Why not both? Yeah, I feel like it's, it's de- oh, why not both? But it's definitely Dan Harmon. I think a lot of the time, like he's, it's wrestling with his relationship with Chevy Chase and that love and hate dynamic for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do see Pierce is just like destroyed on a park bench. Uh, yeah. like, he's not doing great. He's yeah. having a hard time. Hard and that time. will have repercussions. Yeah, I believe that. 
I just love how much this show is like willing to like go to those places, like like those darker places without like really weighing anything down, like with like dourness or anything like that. It just it's it was a it was a perfect Mm -hmm. ending for kind of like because of course Valentine's Day could be sad sometimes, you know. Of course, they like get into that, you know. I I, which I really liked. Yeah, that's really spot on. Like this show, it has its dark moments, but they do such a good job at like bouncing it back with comedy that it never feels particularly heavy, I wouldn't say. Like even Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas, which does have very dark moments, doesn't feel like a sad episode of television, you know? Yeah, Um, for sure. And then we get the end credit scene. I like Uh, this tag. This is good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just like all the different uh, Valentine's candies that he's able to guess the messages of. But it builds to the I've been cheating. No, it says email me. Uh, is, that's a good joke. That's a really a good candy joke. heart says email me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 2011. Yeah. Right. Right. It's really Someone good. emailed me to email tell them me. their professor loved me. I'd be upset. <laughs> no, it says email me. Uh, so I would give that streets ahead. Like this is not like uh, a top tier for me, but it is, it is really cute. It's very funny. Yep. Yeah, I also gave it a streets ahead for that reason. I think it's like I, it's when it's Trey and Abed. Like I'm really hard pressed to not give it a streets ahead because usually they're they're very funny. Totally fair for um, the Troy and Abed rankings. I, I would put this low. I I gave it a streets behind for that, but yeah. still like I prefer it over most things. Like it's oh totally yeah. Funny. yeah yeah yeah. I think that that's a fair a fair read. Yep. Uh, let's read some feedback. This came our way from Emily. Uh, Emily says. I just wanted to say that it took the study group who meets in the library way too long to have a segment about pickup lines that you can use on a sexy librarian. Uh, That's a very salient point. They should have probably already had this conversation. Uh, They should they should have moves in the bank ready to go. uh, The second that they cross. uh, Yeah. Books should have been like in the vault uh, season one. Yeah. Should have had that you think she's go. a new hire? Do you think like they just brought her on? I guess it's possible. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's possible. Um, Ryan says this is my least favorite episode of season two so far, but still about average for the show, maybe slightly below average. While it's peak Britta, the bragging about having a lesbian friend is just a bit too cringy for me. But by the time they get to the dance, that plot line has settled, and the conclusion of it is hilarious. Um, and then from Riley, uh, Riley says this episode develops Jeff really well in a way that mirrors perfectly with Pierce's season two arc. I love how Jeff in this episode is really shown to have changed Jeff in the, or should I say changed, uh, Jeff in the study group are fighting again, but he still wanted to go to the dance with them because they're his friends and they asked him to also, he's nice to Chang, even though he hates Chang because Jeff has grown. Lastly, his ending monologue to the text in the study group is beautiful and reflective of Jeff's growth and shows how the study group has come to be a family. And then showing it with Pierce shows how the group grew to be a family without Pierce because of Pierce's own actions. Jeff has grown into a good person. We see Pierce has fallen to his lowest low. And I love that Jeff tries one final time to help Pierce, but it is too late. Oh, my God. That was an ominous sentence. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, All right. Meow, meow, beans time. Uh, I was a little all over the place. I didn't really know exactly where to go. Uh, my highest went to Abed and Troy because they're both hilarious and Al- Abed and Troy as always, but I've seen better versions of them. So I only gave them four a piece, but I also gave Britta a four uh, because I think Britta has uh, some great physical comedy uh, from Gillian Jacobs in this episode. And that's going to bump her up. But then everyone else I was like, a, I was like relatively low ish on. Um, I gave Jeff and Pierce and Annie a three. All of them have a couple of moments that work for me, but nothing super major, laugh out loud. Uh, And then I gave Shirley a two because she's barely in the episode. 
Uh, I, I, I was hard pressed to remember anything about Shirley in this one other than when she's talking to Pierce about the that's not gum at the start. Uh, and I gave Chang a three and a half. I kind of want to I think I'm going to I'm going to bump him up a half point. Jess, I'm giving Chang a four because okay. uh, the hermit crabs are hilarious. And Chang is being cradled in Jeff's arms is an incredible image. Uh, by and large, I enjoy Chang a lot in this episode. Generally, I tend to enjoy Chang. Is the truth? Yeah. The thing, uh, the yeah. thing with Chang is that I feel like it's so it's hard for them after season one to kind of figure out what to do with him once he gets fired. And I yeah. think this one was a good example of like, all right, Chang can kind of do this. We can find a way to develop Chang's plot with his yeah. his wife and stuff like that. So actually, I, I do give that some credit yeah. for sure. Uh, Phil, what'd you do with your meow meows? My meow meows. Yeah, I gave for me. I just love Troy. Troy was hilarious in this one. I gave him a four point five, and then. Britta and Abed, I both thought were both like this peak Britta for me, or almost peak Britta. And then Abed, of course, talking about Saw movies, relate, I understand, complete yeah. package. Um, so four. And then Pierce, you know, in the middle, I liked his darkness three. Surely, I agree with you that she didn't have that much going on, but I didn't want to give her like a zero or anything like that, you know, the low Meow Meow Bean. So that's yeah, two. Yeah. Then Annie Chang three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty similar to the both of you on the low end. I gave Shirley a two and a half because that's like the average and she's pretty average in this episode. She has like one funny line and that's about it. She doesn't get a lot of content. Um, I gave Pierce a three. I did enjoy his dancing. I hate myself. I enjoyed his <laughs> dancing. I can't help it. The moonwalk, the zip zap zooey killed me. Yeah, zip zap um, so zooey. He does get a three from me. Um, I took, I, we would have gotten more points if we didn't yell at Annie because I definitely didn't like that. Um, and then I gave Jeff, Annie, and Chang all three and a halves. I think that like Jeff shows some progress here, but like again, we've kind of seen this, right? Like this isn't anything new to us. Um, and Annie, like she has like a couple moments, but not a ton in this episode. And Chang, like he he definitely gets more points because of the the hermit crab thing that that killed me. Um, Britta and Abed both get fours. They both had pretty good episodes. And Pierce, or excuse me, Troy gets a four and a half because. Just like the tacos in the briefcase, like the dance moves, the I hate her, I hate her, I hate her. Like great acting by Donald Glover. I mean, obviously, any <laughs> Donald Glover tends to booster boost up Troy's points often. Um, so he's gonna get a four and a half from me. Um, as far as the season two character rankings, we have had a little bit of a shift, which breaks my heart, only like ever so slightly, that Abed has passed Annie now in Meow Meow Beans. Barely. Uh, he's he's barely there. Instantly rectifiable. Yeah. You just need one one good Annie episode. Yeah, he's um, only one and a half points above her. So, But everybody else has stayed the same. Um, but it is like it's a fairly tight race, at least between actually not really like Abed and Annie are really pulling away from uh, from the rest of the pack at this point. And Troy is like light years ahead of ahead. Else. Streets yeah. ahead. Troy. I think you yep. make like a great point, Jess, about Troy's character and how like I think Troy is kind of like a character similarly. Like, they don't really know what to do with him. He's kind of just like whatever in there. But Donald Glover elevates him so much to the point that he's like the best character on the show. Yeah. I, I agree with that take. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Dean's list time. We all gave different Dean's list points. This Remarkable. doesn't happen yeah, very often. Really yeah, this is great. Oh, wow. Really? Okay, cool. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. Well, usually there's like one, you know, guest character. Yeah, you know? stand out. Yeah. Um, so I went with Paige because I wanted to give some respect to Britt Marling. She had a hell of a 2011. Uh, she had two movies that I loved in 2011, and she was doing this as well. A little victory uh, lap, baby. Yeah, talk about the movements. <laughs> this is good. So uh, turn the page. Uh, I will give it to I will give it to Paige. Though I was really uh, tempted to give it to Magnitude, but I felt like I would probably have other opportunities. Ops, ops. <laughs> 
to give magnitude yeah. a dean's list point down the line at least that's my hope it's not just magnitude's in here once and that's it right no he comes back yeah. okay, like he great. this is what i meant when in the maybe maybe the beginning of the podcast i said there are guests that like reoccur like i'm thinking garrett and leonard and yeah. starburns and magnitude is definitely okay. one of those characters great, great there was great. no way i was gonna now. see yeah. yes yeah, yeah, yeah there was no way i was gonna see magnitude's introductory episode and not give him my dean's list point <laughs> so totally i gave him my dean's list i point. just want to be clear i loved him i thought that that was great uh, yeah. i get it it's fantastic uh really really great and then i'm just a simple man i see duncan i give him dean's list that's that's just fair. what i do i mean I, fair. yeah they got two points this year uh so far he hasn't uh, been in a ton of episodes yeah. and i think some of the other episodes he was in there were maybe like other people that were like shined a little bit more yeah um so that's probably why uh the dean is uh still running away with this thing with 10 points for the deans list for a second run in a row um the late great betty white uh with four oh. points at professor bauer uh so really sad uh does make me sad as well and we never see her again on uh community right no i don't yeah. think so all right well we got to make sure that she at least gets the second place or we can like demerit the dean if he wins again uh <laughs> it's disqualified you can't win twice in a row when, uh, wouldn't be fair when the dean becomes a more prominent character or is he gonna is are you can he's you guys out of the dean's list at that point, point? Oh. yeah he's no, in we, three he will be phil, a series so, regular so phil i haven't asked this question in a minute but I, it's a question i've pondered on the podcast before so the dean is going to now be eligible for meow meow beans once he's a series regular yeah is he starting at zero meow meow beans going to be able to catch up to pierce and chang with their series totals certainly with chang because i know chang makes it through season six right i know pierce does yeah. not yeah. Um, is he going to catch Chang starting at zero when Chang has a triple digit lead? Yeah, I think so. I think he'll catch <laughs> Chang. I definitely think that he's going to end up being even just because because I'm not to spoil too much, but just with the way yeah. the, the, the show goes, I think Dean's going to end up really he's going to he's going to make make a name for himself in the in okay. the rankings. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited to see that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it, Josh, like I know you love Chang. I just feel like they don't do great things with him in the future. I'm mostly talking yeah. about how he has a triple digit head start. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard to catch. It is, but I still think Dean can do it. All right. Okay, cool. All right. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Ma do I don't know math. That's the thing. Like I'm not a math person. So like, I don't know, like statistics. That makes wise. this next part hard uh, because we are doing <laughs> math for the rankings of each episode. Yes. Uh, I'm not moving off of the bit. I'm going to stick with 2.14 February 14th, Valentine's Day. Um, having said that, my uh, actual score would certainly be higher. I think it would still be somewhere in the twos, but I think it'd be closer to like two nine, maybe two eight. Uh, especially talking through, uh, as this always happens, uh, like going back over the episode, I gained new appreciation when talking about community with people. Uh, that I think I'd be higher on this than I actually was. Uh, but I'll just I'll stay true to the bit. Let's let's keep it at a two point one four, and maybe this way I'll remember this episode too. Uh, so this will be uh, helpful sure, for me down sure. Sure, this line. will definitely help mm, you remember. Yeah. Yep, definitely. I'll remember it was a Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. probably not actually. Um, Jess, what did you give it? I gave it a two point six. I waffled back and forth on where to put this. Like, this part of me wanted to rate it higher, but I just think like. Beyond the chain with the with the hermit crabs, that storyline really doesn't pull my attention that much. Um, obviously, seeing magnitude is wonderful, but like you know, it doesn't like take over the entire storyline. Um, and 
the, I, the, the Troy and Abed of it all is very cute. But beyond that, it's like the Britta Page stuff is like fine. There are parts of it that are super cringy. Um, but a lot of it is like very Britta. So it makes sense. But I just, to me, it's very average. It's like a very average episode of Community, which again is better than the average oh, episode yeah, of most no, sitcoms. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's just average for me. So I gave it a 2.6. I know that may, may not be like a popular thing amongst listeners, but like it's fine. It's fine. It's not great. Yep. Yeah. I'm at cool, 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 cool. Just yeah. you know, I'm cutting off the, the last little part. Yeah, that part. last L. I'm yeah. at I'm at 2.9 for this. Yeah, the the thing with the cools or, or just with the episode ratings in general is that yeah, are you ranking? Are you rating them as episodes of Community or as you know episodes TV? TV. Yeah, 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 sitcom episodes. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Sitcoms. Okay, so then yeah, I'm, I'm at 2.9 because even though it's lackluster, like you guys were saying, it's still pretty yeah. good. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I think there's like one occasion that i gave an episode of community lower than a one like it's so rare because most of these episodes are pretty decent especially season two like this is like golden golden this is an average episode for season two which should tell you something about season two oh yeah i I laughed it was enjoyable for sure yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. yep so that puts uh the audience gave it a 3.21 so they're definitely higher than we all are on it um which brings our average to a 2.71 it is in second to last place overall just uh, about 0. 0.5 uh, points above messianic myths and ancient peoples. Might I note that this episode from season two is in 14th place? There you go. Two, 14. Happy Lives up Valentine's to the prophecy. Day. The prophecy fulfilled. <laughs> it we better stay this. there. I hope it does. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be nice. I think so too. Uh, <laughs> Phil, this was amazing. Uh, I'm so excited to find out. If your uh, dishwasher survives the evening, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remembered... know which way this is gonna go, but uh, <laughs> I'm curious to find out. Yeah, no, um, I'm, I'll, I'll report back. I just remembered I don't actually have a dishwasher, yeah. but I'm going to <laughs> go. Th- it'll be more in Chang fashion to go to a friend's house, go to a friend's or house, or go yeah. to someone else who yeah. doesn't like me's house, yeah. and bring then your use hermit their crabs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I'm excited whole, to do that. The whole McGill. Uh, yeah. Phil, where do people find you on the internet? What do you got going on? Talk about the stuff. Um, you can follow me on twitter.com slash listen up Philip. I'm tweeting there sometimes. I don't know. And then I uh, you can follow me on letterboxd.com slash P and T J R. I write a lot of uh, movie reviews. I watch a lot of stuff and I like a lot of stuff. Um, and then you can hear me on RHAP. I'm going to be talking about Celebrity Big Brother coming up next month, which nice. uh, should be exciting. Yeah, nice. that's what I'm up to. Um, Jess, normally I ask you what shit the 90s have taught you recently. So much is the answer. Uh, but also, uh, I have to turn an eye towards your post-show recaps efforts because you're all over the place on this network right now. I really am. I have a problem, I think. Yep. <laughs> so you can hear me over, obviously, community building. I'm here every week. Um, I'm also starting The Gilded Age, which premieres on, I believe, the January 24th. 24th. Um, you would with, know. You're the host. Yes, I am the host, and I'm co-hosting with my other co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Super excited to cover that show. We had our kickoff podcast already released, where we kind of get into what we expect of the show. And next week, we're going to be talking all about Downton Abbey, um, which has the same creator as this new show, The Gilded Age, on HBO. So really excited to start that. That's going to be tons of fun. And then, of course, you can hear me week daily on the Yellow Jackets podcast with Grace and Josh. Having so much fun with that show. Bill, it's have you checked out Yellow Jackets? I haven't yet. I definitely need to. I definitely yeah. need to. I've heard you nothing should. Great it's really Very good. buzzy. 
Yeah. Buzz, 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 buzz. Yeah. So check that out if you haven't already. <laughs> and then, of course, always Shit 90s Pod. You could find me uh, at Shit 90s Pod, Shit 90s Pod.com. Go check out all that fun stuff because we're getting into some uh, really good stuff with Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek as well. Yeah. Uh, great stuff from, from Jess all across the podcast network. Next week, uh, I can't believe this. Uh, right in front of my eyes, intermediate documentary filmmaking coming our way. With Chad, the DM, stepping into the podcast studio. Oh, yes. It is going to be a wild ride. He requested this episode a very long time Great. ago. So he's amped to talk about it. It's a really good episode of season two as well. Uh, Spoiler really, alert. Really, I really like it. Really excited about that. That'll be super, super fun. So we'll be back next week with more community building. I'm going to shake up the way that I close out these episodes now. You ready? Here we go. Oh. Zib, zab, zooey. Austin Smith, take us away! This is a show about a dean that started to grow a community. Wiggler and Jazz, here till it ends. Meet up to pass or fail, dream deal with all of our friends. The brightest timeline's here to shine away. Community building is here to stay. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.